Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast. We appreciate you guys downloading this episode and interview with Hank Lebiota. He is a rookie on the PGA Tour this year, making some waves, making some cuts, making a little money. Hank was a fantastic interview. I mean, the kid just answered the questions wonderfully. He was uh, he was just incredibly good at this. He's a natural. He was talkative. He was easy to get information out of. We had a great time with Hank. A lot of fun. We asked some great questions. We brought him in the old native area to see how he handled it. And I got to say, he handled it pretty well. So we get some good stories and some good insight into who is Hank Lebiota off the course, as well as a little bit of his game on the course. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. It's where we go to bet on golf. It's where all of our lines come from. We get great offerings from our friends at MyBookie. Top 10 bets, top 20, first round leaders, tournament odds. Uh, head-to-head round odds, all kind of fun stuff, outright winners. It's a great website. If you go to mybookie.ag and use promo code TOURJUNKIES at sign up, you get a deposit bonus, and they take extra special care of you when it's come time to make a withdrawal or you need a little customer service help. They are the best in the business. We've been working with them for years. We've never had problems with them. They take good care of our people. So if you want to bet online, mybookie.ag is where we go. Promo code TOURJUNKIES. Thanks again for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoy it. We, we trust that you will. Let's get right to it. What's going on, Golf Addicts? DB here with the Tour Junkies. Pat Perry is with me as always. And we are pleased to bring you another fantastic interview with a PGA Tour player, a rookie on the PGA Tour right now. But he's making some noise, making some cuts, making some cheddar. Um, and making a lot of uh, a lot of people tweet us that he looks a lot like Pat Perry, our buddy Hank Leviota, Florida State alum. What's up, Hank? Thanks for joining us, man. No, hey guys, thanks for having me on. Won ACC Freshman of the Year, ACC Player of the Year as a senior as well. Uh, Florida State boy, um, awesome, uh, awesome year so far. What have you learned so far in this first year on the PGA Tour that maybe that, that maybe was different than the Web.com? Uh, the biggest difference I've noticed on the PGA Tour compared to the web is the the need the need for ball placement, the need for good shots, and how harshly penalized bad shots are. Um, and the conversation that I have with a few of my friends, and we're you know people ask us this question quite a bit, and that's basically our go-to answer is uh, like you see a shot at a PGA tour event hits a 20 feet on the green and you don't really think much of it, but in reality, that was a great shot. That was our target. That's what we're looking at. The, uh, on the web.com tour, if you watch, if you sit there and watch a hole, you'll see almost per group, you'll see one player inside of five feet. And that's just the, the penalty for missing on the web tour is not nearly as bad as the penalty for missing on the PGA tour. Yeah, makes makes a lot of sense. We've heard that uh, that theme talking to a few you know rookies on tour and uh, a little the limited coverage of the web.com that we've had. And and I want to stick on the web.com for a second. Who do you think mm-hmm. is the best web.com player um, right now? The the best one right still now. on the web that you know right now. I would love to tell you guys Max Rollos because he's one of my best friends and he's a really good guy. And- we had spent a lot of good time together last year, but I personally am most impressed with Scotty Scheffler, which shouldn't really surprise anybody who follows the web tour or yeah. junior golf, amateur golf, college golf at any level. Kid's a stud. I mean, he's just straight up. He's a stud. Um, 
plays a really good game, hits the ball really well. Um, he does act like a 22-year-old on the golf course, and I like to give him a hard time about it. But he does he, – he carries himself well enough, and he knows himself well enough to where he won't, he won't get out of line, essentially. Do you think uh, – let me ask this real quick. Do you think the Web.com tour is the second best tour in the world? No. Like, if you took out – if you took out the stud, like if you took out Rory and Rose and Rom and Sergio, these guys that play PJ Tour and European Tour, if you took those guys out that that crossed over, and you just took mm-hmm. the guys who play year round on the on the European Tour versus the guys that are on the Web, who do you think is the better pool of golfers? And I know you're probably a little biased because you played on the Web. European Tour for sure. You think so? Okay. I, yeah, I wouldn't. I really wouldn't put a second thought to that. It's. Um, the obviously the good players on the web.com tour i can mention scotty scheffler um yeah uh who's leading the money list now zing jung zing zing jung i can't remember yeah. who's the leading money list but guys like scotty like, scotty's gonna have a great pga tour career long healthy hopefully um and successful pga tour career even if you take out the rider cuppers that are playing on the european like partly on the european tour partly in a, on the pga tour I, it's just, in my opinion, it's not close. Like, um, there's probably, like I said, there's probably five guys, five or six guys on the web.com tour who will come out their rookie year and just play awesome and play really, really good golf and have success and have lasting success. On Now, if you're to take the same idea and take it over to Europe and bring those guys over, you'll probably have 25 guys that would be able to do that same, have that exact same career long, healthy, uh, successful careers on the PGA Tour. Now, if, if you're looking at entirely like top end talent, it's probably less of a gap, but the depth yeah. on the European Tour is just so much better than it is on the Tour. So let's talk about you and the PGA Tour. Um, who's a guy that you've kind of buddied up with on the PJ tour that maybe you didn't know before you got to the tour. Maybe you guys didn't come up on the web together or something like that. Is there anybody you've yeah, kind of, of you've kind of buddied up with? So it's easy for me. I live here in Orlando and play at Lake Nona. So I've gotten to know oh. Henrik Stinson, Ian Poulter, Graham McDowell. Um, some of the like Ben on plays out here as well. Um, I've gotten to know them at home, and so when I get out on tour, it's always nice to see a friendly face, and they're always offering help, or if if the time works out, practice rounds, and it's an awesome to be able to lean on them as a, not a crutch, but just as a tool, almost, or if I have ever had questions, like I said, uh, they'd be more than happy to answer, but the person I spend the most time with that I've met this year um, is Tyler Duncan. Both um, Tyler and I get along. Yeah, we get along great. Our wives both get along really well. So it's easy for us if we're um, like we get an Airbnb, we'll split it together, uh, go out to dinner quite a few times on the road. Um, It's fun. It's enjoyable. It's um, and we uh, we like spending time with them quite a bit. Is Tiger in the is Tiger is Tyler in the doghouse right now after hitting his wife in the head? I thought he would be. I actually sent. I sent Maria a message asking if he had signed a glove for her, and apparently he didn't. <laughs> this is shocking. Oh, God, Tyler didn't didn't even like hand out his digits to her or something as a joke. But uh, I think he's doing all right. I think they're they're pretty happy with their uh, first top ten finish of the season. 
Yeah. Well, and it was on the hop too. You know, luckily it didn't fall. Yeah. No, it was. It, she played. She played college golf, so she, she gets it. She understands the mud ball. Oh, nice. It's not like it's not like Tyler was going to hit that shot at her. Uh, she, she understood what she was getting into when she was going out there to watch him play. And uh, like you said, it was on the bounce. She seemed perfectly fine as soon as she like, recovered from the shock of something hitting her on the back of the head. Um, yeah. Uh, I think all as well. Along the same lines, is there anyone that you've met on tour that maybe surprised you? So maybe someone that you kind of had a, an opinion about or formed an opinion about, obviously without, you know, with only seeing them in the public yeah. eye or whatever, that kind of, mm -hmm. that's, that's somewhat surprised you. Yeah. Sergio Garcia. Okay. Easily the biggest surprise for me. Um, so Interesting. far. Tour. He is, the nicest guy, super friendly, loves good banter, um, loves babies. Never have guessed <laughs> that. Um, just genuine good guy, had good conversation the entire round we played with him um, and had a blast. And we spoke uh, every time we see each other since. We've had a conversation. He asked how my wife's doing. Like he's, he's just a, in general, like a, a really nice guy. That's really cool. Really cool. Yeah, here. and of course, like his, maybe it's just the American media that loves pick, yeah. you know, poking fun at a foreigner when they come over, and he is an easy target, taking so long and kind of being not um, like vocal on the golf course, but he definitely wears yeah. his emotions on. But I was I was thoroughly impressed with how good and genuine of a guy he was when I got to play with him. That's very cool. So mm -hmm. talk about talk about your game, Hank. What are I mean, yeah. we we've you know, we're in the, the, the daily fantasy golf and the golf betting world. So we we probably know a lot more um about you than maybe some average listeners because we follow golf so closely and um mm -hmm. we've really enjoyed playing you on DraftKings this year. Thank you for that. <laughs> You've done a good job for us. Um so we have our I'm ideas glad. of what yeah, of of what we think you are. I mean, like my perception of your game is you know, you hit the ball a pretty yeah. long way. You, you're, you're a, you, you can kind of get hot and score in bunches. Um, mm -hmm. But talk to us about what you feel like your strengths are and, and what are the things that you need to improve on. Hope you're enjoying the episode so far. We're going to get right back to it. Before you do, I want to tell you guys to subscribe to our email list and the Chalk Bomb. If you play daily fantasy golf on any website or if you bet on golf in any capacity, uh, this email is for you. It comes out every Wednesday night, every Wednesday evening. It's the last thing you need to look at before you set your lineups, before you lock in your final bets. We discuss some head-to-head -head matchups that we see on some of the betting sites that we think give you some insight into who the who the odds makers are liking, if there's any, you know, if there's anything that doesn't line up with DFS salaries or rankings, if there's any bets we need to take there. We talk a little bit about the course, if there's a wave advantage. Of course, we tell you who we think a popular player that you should avoid and why you should avoid them. That is, of course, the chalk bomb of the week. And then we give you 10 facts, 10 need-to-know facts and stats about the golf course and its players that week that you need to think about before you lock in the final lineups and betting tickets. Uh, and it's just a really fun read. It's easy. It's free. All you have to do if you want it is go to tourjunkies.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage or any page, and on the bottom right you see the Chalk Bomb 
email input there. All you gotta do is type in your email address and you are in, it's delivered to your inbox. It's the best free piece of content out there. For now, let's get back to Hank Lebiota and let's hear a little bit about uh, what Hank thinks of his game. No, totally. So I have been, at least this year, and for the last, I'd say four years or so that I've been working with Scott Hamilton. Uh, I've love that guy, awesome. by the way. Freaking love Scotty. Pro, pro's the best. He's a um, legend. He is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you can, if you can understand what he's saying, it's gold. It's oh, gold. we can so understand. Whatever he says, <laughs> we can understand. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Southern boy. He's he's boy. he's been on the podcast before. It was fantastic. Really, I didn't know that. He's the best. He's I love yeah. him. So since I started working with Scotty, I've become just a really, really good driver of the golf ball, um, and hit a ton of fairways. Uh, at the beginning of this year, we were kind of struggling with height, so I couldn't get the ball in there. I was, I was kind of peeking out at like 70 feet apex, which is about 30 to 30 to 45 feet below where we need it, and I just was struggling, struggling. Scotty had me up to his uh, his little lab in Cartersville, and it took us. 20 minutes and we got it sorted and we were able to go out wow get my, uh, get my ball flight up and not and within the confines of the swing that we've built and it's not i'm not completely changing a club or anything uh i'm not contorting my body in weird ways just using the the basic mechanics that he had basically instilled in me in my swing and being able to work within them and work uh, to strengthen them to grow them to maximize them in order to get the ball flight they were looking for and uh, when i played with curtis luck and um in new orleans this year in the team event he was blown away with how <laughs> well how well and how just straight i was seeing driver and he's like man I, like i had no idea it's like yeah i told you this curtis <laughs> like i hit i hit fairways i hit it straight he's like no you have to favor it. like no i hit it straight man <laughs> so it's the second part of your question asking what i would like to improve on um, and if you look, if you just go on the PJ Tour app, it's just glaringly obvious what um, what my weakness is, and it's been putting this year. I've really struggled uh, at times, or at least kind of towards the beginning of the season, with my putter. And whether it be inconsistency, lacking confidence, um, short putts, lag putts, you name it, it's been kind of a you know, mixture of everything. Uh, but I've done some really good work with David Orr in the last month and a half two months or so to try to get get the wheels back on the track and moving in the right direction um went back to my my uh one true love my 009 that i used for about three years before i took it out of the bag after that's good fast um and we've seen some great improvements honestly it's been uh, it's been fantastic it's been a lot of fun and there's nothing quite like you know when you're you're grinding out a good round and you come up to a difficult hole and you're you have a 10 footer for par and you, you you know you need it for momentum and you just bury it and there's nothing quite like that feeling of being like hey that this is something i've been struggling with this is something that i've been working really hard at here's a very tough op uh, obstacle in your way try to get this 10 footer in um keep this round going bury it and just it's, it's just a boost of confidence that you can't really describe it's awesome so, Hank, we, we love having caddies on the show. Um, just a lot of fun to talk to. Most recent we've had mm -hmm. was uh, Crunchy Pete, Keith Mitchell's caddy. He's obviously an interesting yeah. character. Um, 
talk a little bit about your caddy, you know, how you guys got connected. And then, you know, what do you need out of him at a tournament? You know, you talk putting, you know, is he helping you read putts? So, you know, what, what do you need out of your caddy? My caddy's a bit of a legend, especially if you ask him, he'd be more than glad to tell you. Um, <laughs> his, uh, his, name, his name is Todd Clarkson, also goes by uh, Reverend Johnny Banquet, depending on the day. Um, oh. Or if you find his uh, social media handles, they're all either Reverend Banquet or Reverend Johnny Banquet or just Johnny Banquet. Um, he's a character, honestly. He's a, <laughs> that's the only way I could describe him. He's a complete character who loves golf. Um, we met through a former European tour player, John Hom. Um, Hani married into a very close family friend of ours after he had retired from golf and quit playing. Uh, and he and Todd had worked together for two and a half years or so over on the European tour. Uh, he knew Todd was looking for a bag and he set both of us up for the McKin 2017 McKinsey tour championship in um, London, Ontario. And so we got hooked up, met in, met in London and said, Hey Todd, like, I appreciate you coming and working for us. Like, I have no idea what to expect. Um, just looking for a good week. He's like, yeah, man, let's have some fun. Um, it was probably one of the easiest and most enjoyable weeks of golf I'd ever had up to that point, especially in professional golf. And was blown away by the impact that he had and the impact that just how much fun I had out there with him on the bag. And so I asked him afterwards, I'm like, hey, can you work final stage for me? Like, I'll be going to web finals in about two or three months at this point. And like, I, I want you on the bag. He's like, I'll be there, man. Whenever you need me, just call. Um, and so he came and worked uh, web finals for me. And then we got through. We shot seven under, bogey-free seven under the last round to get static on the web tour for 2018 and i looked at him right when we got done so what are you doing beginning of january i have no plans i'm like well we're going to the bahamas man let's go and we've been together since what so, he does on the courts for me kind of like what i had, um, what i said is like we he keeps me calm we enjoy ourselves out there he, at this point he's got he knows me too well so he likes to piss me off and frustrate me on the golf course by annoying me uh, just to keep me, keep me not too overly focused on my game. He likes to try to distract me. And ultimately he's keeping me loose. He's keeping me loose. He's looking out for me, making sure I'm not getting caught up in the moment of, you know, what this shot may mean or, um, what, um, you know, how important this shot is or how difficult this shot is that we're facing. It's very calm, very relaxed. Um, and we have a blast out there. We still do have a blast out there year and a half almost two years later what are what are some of the courses that you either already played or you know maybe about to play here soon on your schedule that you think really suit your your game and your style well i love i love the bigger golf courses that we play so um uh, had a lot of success at tory pines this year um big golf course difficult one where it kind of puts an emphasis on driving the ball really well um, I loved Quail Hollow. Uh, once again, just a big emphasis on hitting driver really well. And you have to hit it quite a bit there, including good iron shots into those greens. Um, San Antonio, another course where I played well. It's 
put a lot of emphasis on just hitting the fairways. And you get out there and it's pretty visually intimidating with just you have junk left, junk right on every hole and being able to step up and, you know, give yourself a shot in the fairway and look at, you know, approach shot that's not hindered by chipping out or trying to get under branches or get over trees and guess flyer lies, things like that. Uh, as for courses coming up that uh, I might like, I have no idea because I have not played <laughs> played any of the golf courses coming up. Um, part of the, I don't want to call it the downside, but may, maybe the fun of being a rookie on tour and kind of every week's a new week and you have no uh, residual hangovers or concerns from previous years coming back to certain golf courses. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, uh, I think I, my game can travel fairly well and adapt to quite a few different styles of golf courses and even if it doesn't, I'm going to keep telling myself that. Keep, <laughs> keep, keep the um, mental, um, get the mental game strong in that aspect. Well, Hank, when you're uh, when you're out there and you're hitting it off the tee, man. Sometimes you know we, we follow a lot on ShotLink and on the PJ Tour app. Sometimes it mm-hmm. says that you've hit it in the native area, and when it's in the <laughs> native area. You know, I know you as the player don't really know what's what you got, if you can get a get a club on it or not, if it's sitting in pine straw or in a rock or on a root or mm-hmm. wherever. Uh, so the next segment on this podcast, we like to call the native area. It's where uh, we get away from a little bit of golf and we're going to ask you some some fun stuff. And uh, so it's going to be a good time. And, and then we'll wrap it, it up. Be like that the, sound? You ready? Yeah, it sounds great. It's almost like the... Um... Or was it the Phil Mickelson shot tracer or uh, shot leg 320 yards to unknown? <laughs> yeah. 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 Very much so. Um, nice. Yes, exactly. Except, you know, except some of these could be easy ones, you know, like you could be like, Oh, that was a nice fluffy lie in the, in the crap, you know? Um, yeah. All right. So let's get this started. Um, I want to know if you can spell, don't cheat and use your phone. Kiradek Affy Barnrat. Man, now I'm not gonna do Kiradesh any favors here. Um, I'll I'll try to do it best phonetically. Um, start with all right, Kiradesh, K I R A D E C H, Kiradesh, Affy Barnrat. Oh God, A P H I B A R N. A.T., barn rat. Yeah. How close was I? Barn, R-A-T, barn rat. R-A-T, barn rat. You, 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 you got cool. it. You, you got it. Very well done. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I think you That's got it. Good. Yeah, we're going to Yeah. He's a legend, man. Nice. We love that guy. Awesome. He's the best. Um, all right, what's your favorite funny movie? Favorite funny movie? Um, so it's, uh, so it's Step Brothers. Can't go wrong with Will Ferrell. Okay. Totally, totally agree with you there. Step Brothers is a good one. That's that's not my favorite mm-hmm. Will Ferrell movie, but it's up there. It's a good one. Okay. Um, What's yours? How, how about my, mine would be The Other Guys with Mark Wahlberg. The Other Guys. That, that is a good one. It's a really good one. Um, you, might have to, you might have to recall, you might have to go back in the recesses of the brain on this one. Your most embarrassing <laughs> moment with a love interest. Could with a be love your, your now wife could be a high school girlfriend it could be a fsu flame you got fsu is full of 
good looking girls. So I'm sure you yeah, had to have had at least one one strikeout or or embarrassing moment that you could yeah, think of. Maybe, and, maybe not. And so it was with an FSU fling, but the fling actually ended up being my wife. We we started we uh, <laughs> met at freshman orientation and then started dating our sophomore years. So right after we had started dating, she was a I guess she would have been in her first year in her sorority and it was her first big function it was formal we were all dressed up and I got way too drunk way too fast and decided it was a good idea to try to eat a bunch of uh, coconut shrimp at the uh, venue (laughs) and I was about three feet away from getting her a $400 cleaning fee inside of the, uh, inside of the venue before my friends were able to escort me out. Um, and so fortunately enough, she took care of me that night and actually say, didn't dump me on the spot. And uh, we're able to look back and laugh at it. That's how you knew you had a good one, man. We, we've all had, yeah. we've all had yeah. moments like that. That's, <laughs> yeah. Well, so how long have you and your wife been married? We've been married for five months. Holy crap! Congratulations, man! You're a newlywed. That's yeah, awesome. December. So how long? How long have you been together? For five years, a little bit over five years now. Okay. Well, you may or may not know the answer to this next question. I, you know, I didn't know. It was, I thought you'd been married a little longer than that. But you know, if you've been married long enough, your wife has definitely shared with you something that annoys her. That's a habit of yours. <laughs> that you know, before you before you're married, you would have never suspected would annoy another person. But so I was going to ask you: Is there anything that you do that annoys your wife? Like that you do like habitually or as part of your routine or something like that? Well, I do. I wake up every morning. That could be rather annoying. In, Exist. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's not it. No, most. Let's see, most annoying habit of mine. I'd also like to say that I have no annoying habits, and that I'm perfect. Yeah, so I know that's yeah. not the case either. Um, see, this is where I think you haven't been married long enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know, I do, I do annoy her. It's just what, what is the most annoying to say? Um. Oh, yeah, here's one. I have a, uh, not a specific way, but a right way of putting on toilet paper when you, when you kind of put it into the, into uh-huh. the bowl, into the, or whatever you uh-huh. have it on. The proper way is always to have it falling forward. Like you don't want to get shit on your wall, essentially, is what I'm saying. Exactly. You yeah. You don't want the, you don't want it behind the roll. You want it in no, front of the roll. No, it's always on top. That's the proper way right. to do it. Right, that is the proper way. She doesn't understand that. So I like to fix it literally everywhere we go, just so everyone has the pleasure of using a properly put on roll of toilet paper. So when we're at is friend's she an house, alien? God. I, I, I ask myself the same thing, but apparently it bothers her. But um, where friend's house well, is, doesn't, like, I'm, I'm not above doing it anywhere, essentially. <laughs> you need to tell her the tour junkies uh, have have ruled on this, and we agree with you. It definitely goes <laughs> forward. Um, I appreciate that. Um, all right, who was your first concert? Who did you see was your first con? Who was your first concert? And if it was like One Direction, then you have to admit it. You, you can't lie. We'll fact <laughs> yeah. check all this. No, first first concert was a Jason Aldean concert. 
who uh, oh. Luke Bryan opened. I like it. I like it. What, yeah. So, what, who was the last concert that you saw? Who was the last last person you saw? Last actual concert we've been to was Ed Sheeran in Montreal in 2017. Okay. My wife, who is then my girlfriend, um, went to it. We we booked it like a month and a half in advance when we knew she was coming up. Like, yeah, it's, it's the Wednesday night of this event. Like, like I know it's not a great idea, but like it's in Montreal. We both love Ed. Like, let's just do it. I think it'd be a good idea. So I got essentially the cheapest tickets I could find, like way, way up in the nosebleeds. Uh, like, all right, well, tournament comes. Like, let's hope we don't have an early tea time on Thursday. Otherwise, this is just going to be a complete pain. And, of course, I have the third tea time off. I'm off at, like, 7.05 oh. or something like that the next morning. Um, but we went to the concert. Absolutely loved it. Probably got about three hours of sleep that night. Woke up, got to the course, ended up winning the tournament that week. Shot both <laughs> That's awesome. 64 that round. Uh, and, like, was off. It was, everything was perfect during the tournament, despite my um, my insistence of staying out too late <laughs> on Wednesday night. You may need... You may need to check old Ed's tour dates, man. I think you, you might need to go uh, try that again. That's good, that's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, or if, Who would you, if Ed is replaceable and just do any concert, would say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just have to t- test that. You just got to test it. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. who would you like to see that you haven't? Who would you like to go see that you haven't? If you could go right now, who would it be? If we could go right now, uh, we spent quite a bit of time this past year listening to uh, Thomas Rhett's album that had come out. And I think that's who we'd like to go yeah, see. Yeah, very good. Go check it out. All right, so going back to something we're trying to embarrass you or, or think of a guilty pleasure here. Uh, when you think about maybe something that you watch on Netflix or Amazon or whatever streaming thing or whatever you do, what would be an embarrassing or guilty pleasure show or movie or something that, that you enjoy uh, on Netflix or Amazon or something? Guilty pleasure. Oh, man, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not many things. Not many things that I would consider a guilty pleasure. I um, I will admit I did watch probably too many episodes to be proud of of uh, Gilmore Girls with my wife. <laughs> think that counts. Uh, okay, that counts. That definitely counts. Yeah. Um, all right, I got I got a few here, and then I'll, I'll button it button it up. But uh, all right, so you're about to get in a fist fight. What song comes on in the background to get you going? And I and I don't want to hear I'm a lover, or not a fighter, because we get that all the time. I, you know, you're just <laughs> pump yourself up. You're you're about to fight. You are a, you are a fighter. You're not a lover. So yeah. What what songs but, coming on? You could look at this two ways. Like you can go, you can go for the song like, like a Foo Fighters song, getting you pumped up and you know get that like the juices flowing. But what I found pre-tournament is I like to get a song that I can just belt, like sing and just get me pumped, like not pumped up, but just like <laughs> the music juices flowing, getting my confidence really high. And the one that I've been belting out a lot. Is Love on Top by Beyonce. Oh, that's a good song. That's a good just, song. It just it goes up every chorus, and you just get yes. louder with the song. Yes. And by the end of it, you're screaming, and that makes you just get good juices flowing from it. 
very strange that that would be your song when you're about to fight though <laughs> i get it before you play golf but like you're throwing haymakers singing love on top is really strange yeah. but just, it's a great yeah, just think of it like singing putting yourself out there just screaming the uh, lyrics great beat and you got you just get yourself in a good positive confident mindset that's a, that's a good i like the way you came at that All that's right. good mm -hmm. yeah i'd say <laughs> What is the what is the dumbest way you've ever been injured? Dumbest way I've ever been injured. So I've been, if, if you, know, you have, wood, some people haven't. It, it, yeah, yeah, knock on wood, I haven't been seriously injured um, in my career in college or anything like that. But in I will say the dumbest thing I did growing up to get hurt. Uh, did y'all ever? when you were younger did you ever tabletop somebody where you would you and uh, a friend would kind of team up on a third party and either you or your friend would go and kind of get on all fours behind the person without them looking and then yes. the third person would go and shove yeah, yeah. your friend and they'd fall so i was the table in this instance and we decided mm -hmm. that it'd be a good idea to push over one of our bigger friends and he ended up falling on my foot and breaking my toe. Yeah, that serves you right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's a dangerous game, kids. Don't do that. So when you're golfing with your buddies, what's your game and bet of choice? Game and bet of choice. Well, it depends, depends which buddies we're with. If we're with buddies I enjoy beating and taking money off of, then I'll play a scotch <laughs> game, like an umbrella game. That could just get really dicey and really out of hand quickly. And I know in that game, because of how I play, and even you go and look at the stats, like my proximity to the hole is pretty strong on tour average. So part of the game on, in Scotch or Umbrella is a prox, like a prox point or a prox uh, dot. And um, so I, I, like, I like playing those games if I get with guys that I'm not afraid to take money from. But the majority of games I play with friends would be just very, very low-key, low-maintenance to be a, like a $10 Nassau or a $5 Nassau, something like that. Keep it friendly. We play for enough money as yeah, it is. We don't need to raise the stakes when we're playing at home. Yeah. Well, I like that. Okay. Uh, LeBron or MJ? This is, this is a – the good question is always – Okay. Jordan, like all day. I grew up. I grew up. Um, so I was the only child. Uh, my dad grew up outside of Chicago in Gary, Indiana. Um, and when I was a kid, young, first love was basketball. Um, I would be. We'd play some sort of. I don't even know what you would call it with a four-year-old, but some sort of like one-on-one-on-one, -on -one -on -one or, or all three of us were on the same team. Um, but yeah, like I would 21. always be Michael. Yeah, I would always be Michael. Dad was Scottie Pippen, and my mom had a. At, even at the time, I knew this. She had a habit of dyeing her hair different colors quite often. So she was Rodman. Rodman. Yeah, <laughs> and so we we play play this little game of basketball. Or you want to call it that in the uh, in the house or in the backyard, and uh, we'd play ridiculous hours. My poor parents had to put up with me playing being Michael Jordan watching Space Jam every other night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I like it. Okay, all right. So what is the weirdest or the worst experience you've had with a fan? Oh, I did hit somebody in San Diego. That wasn't really good. That was pretty <laughs> That was a pretty bad experience. Um, <laughs> what else would – what would be – man, I would, I would honestly have to defer to my wife because she's the one that has to deal with the idiots during rounds, like the bathrooms oh, at least. Oh. Yeah. yeah. The ones that what about her? What's the weirdest in? one she's had? Has she had any bad experiences? Um, and she's had a few drunk guys kind of either hit on her or start talking smack yeah. about me. And she turns out like, you really want to do this right now? Like, is this a good idea? <laughs> They're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one for me, unless you got any other ones, David. But uh, you're on death row, Hank. What's your last meal going to be? Sushi. Spicy tuna roll, first day. Sushi. Okay. Okay. What else? What else? Uh, you can't go wrong with like a, some kind of eel roll. I enjoy a good barbecue eel. Uh, shrimp tempura is good, in my opinion. That was probably my first true love in sushi. Um, but you can't, man, in my Same. opinion, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with a good piece of fish and some rice and soy sauce. It's just, it's just easy. Appreciate you coming on the Tour Junkies podcast. Um, we're getting, we had a good time with it. We'd love to have you back on again. Yeah, awesome, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Enjoyed our conversation.